Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Last week on the show, we got a little bit of a head start on World Mental Health Day. And since we are now there, we're going to look at mental health in the workplace. I want to start off with a quote from our article that will be the foundation of today's discussion. Although employers have responded with initiatives like mental health days or weeks, four-day work weeks, and enhanced counseling benefits or apps, they're not enough. Employees need and expect sustainable and mentally healthy workplaces, which requires taking on the real work of culture change. It's not enough to simply offer the latest apps or employ euphemisms like well-being or mental fitness. Employers must connect what they say to what they actually do, end quote. Before we get to solutions, because I don't have all the solutions, I'm just going to throw out some things that other people have already done. I am going to start with... The impact of doing nothing. And the most obvious for workplaces is attrition. People are leaving their jobs, y'all. And they're leaving for a lot of reasons. And oftentimes, they don't disclose the real reason. They leave for something like relocation. I found a better opportunity or some other statement they make. Oftentimes, the real reason is the one they've shared with a close friend or coworker or colleague that they felt safe with. And it's because they did not feel appreciated. They felt offended. They felt discriminated against. There's so many reasons that they may have felt like their workplace did not truly embrace or value them as a person but it was not a safe place for them to share that information. Or they did share the information and it went nowhere. No one circled back with them. No one followed up. No one sought out ways to implement real change, effective change to make it better. And it didn't just happen to them. They watched people leave over and over and over again But they dug their heels in and they stayed hoping that one day change was going to come. But then they made a decision that they could no longer take it anymore and they had to go. And for many people, that was a very hard decision to make. The pandemic was the catalyst for folks to tip them over. The ones that were going to hang in there for a while... They decided, you know what, I'm hanging up my hat, I gotta go. And then there is another group that is more free-spirited and they are able to move to and fro and they are not more likely to stay and see how things turn out. They're not more likely to stay and try to fight for that change because possibly they're newer and they don't remember the days of old in that organization when everyone felt connected 
or whatever it is that used to pull people to want to stay. And so they are not going to tough it out. They're going to move on and look for that diamond in the rough. They're going to move on and look for that shiny piece of silver or gold in that place that really does value them from day one. And so increasing attrition is likely to be something we'll continue to see unless we wake up. The next thing that will not continue to change unless we change is this high prevalence of mental health concerns, which we're talking about. People don't have support. And that's for a number of reasons. Low coverage for medical care, low availability of mental health providers, and the list goes on. Stigma still is an issue. It's getting less and less. We talk more openly about it, and that's a good thing. Yet, people don't often have a place to go. They don't have a place to reach out to. And even if they do, there's wait lists. Even for those at the top of the ladder who have the resources, the money, and the time, wait lists are long. I won't get to solutions just yet. I'm very tempted. But I'll keep moving on to the impact. And then that last thing, last but not least, are the diversity, equity, and inclusion implications. I know some of you heard me say racism, but that's not what I said. I said diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the impact of that is whenever we say diversity, equity, inclusion, there is still the tendency for the mind to travel to race. I am not opposed to that per se, because racism continues to plague our world and our nation that I live in, the United States of America. Yet, diversity, equity, inclusion is not a construct that is only about racism. And until we get to a point in our world where when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, that it means something to everyone, we have a long, long, long way to go. And we truly do have a long way to go because it really is about belonging for everyone. Until we all belong, no one belongs. And so with that, I won't keep this a depressing, dismal, podcast episode because we do need to move to solutions. We talked long enough. I know we got to keep talking, but it's time for action. It is time for change, change that we can see, change that we can feel, and change that we can do. And so what can we do? What can we truly do to sort this out? We can focus on changing the culture of where we work, even if it starts with you as the individual. Reflect. What can you personally do on your job starting today to make a difference? Is there someone that you can reach out to 
to learn more about them. You don't have to be a counselor. You don't have to diagnose and treat. Is there someone you can reach out to to just say, hi, how are you? Want to have lunch? It may be just as simple as that. Can we begin to be less self-centered and only focused on what is in this for me and implement the practice of check you, check two? Show concern for someone else. Can we support others? I know we're struggling. I'm struggling, if I will be honest. Yet, it is amazing how much being in the struggle with someone else can cause you to become more uplifted. And that can be contagious in a good way. Now, at the corporate level, that is a whole nother session in itself. That's a whole nother podcast. Those strategies are outlined in so many best practices. And it requires some reorganization, some restructuring, and some financial backing. Yet, it is important because the finances that are poured into that in a proactive manner will actually result in cost savings because attrition is expensive. Employers do benefit from supporting mental health. For example, when an employee who felt supported by their employer for their mental health, they were 20% less likely to report at least one symptom of a mental health condition in the past year. They had higher job satisfaction and intentions to stay at their company. Turnover costs millions of dollars. That money saved can be poured into supporting the staff and into other programming, such as investing in diversity, equity, inclusion, community initiatives, and supporting sustainable work which is one of the other things that can support the mental health of employees. We are so accustomed to working inside the box. I myself agree that we must come together collectively to build relationships. Being in person when appropriate is absolutely necessary. We need to realize that remote work, however, does have its place, is unrealistic. There's no take backs. The pandemic created a society where people learned what was important to them. They learned that family is important and that they want a deep connection with more than just the nine to five. And so we have to learn to be more malleable and more flexible and adaptable and understanding that we want our cake and eat it too. It sounds unrealistic. Yet, until we figure it out and understand that people want to work to live and not live to work, then we will fall short. So the bottom line is, A societal shift occurred over the past few years, and that shift is requiring us to be more compassionate and creating a space where people can be vulnerable, and that is often awkward and uncomfortable. 
it pushes us to be more innovative, which we profess that we are. So I challenge you. I challenge all of us. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Step up to the plate. On this World Mental Health Day, flex your innovative muscles, put pen to paper, and develop a strategy. It's a new era for mental health at work, and it's time for us to figure it out. This article comes from Harvard Business Review. It's written by Kelly Greenwood and Julia Annas. I am sorry if I'm mispronouncing the last name. The article is entitled, It's a New Era for Mental Health at Work, and it was written in 2021. That quote stood out to me because I work for an employer, like many of you. I am also an executive and an administrator, and there's times when I find myself wondering what more can be done to make things better for people, especially when I myself am impacted by the same things that the people that work for me, that work for the organization, are impacted by. Data supports that the prevalence of mental health concerns and challenges have continued to increase, especially from 2019 to 2021, and that the younger you are and the more historically underrepresented you are, you struggle the most. Furthermore, 91% of respondents in the data that has been collected in a particular survey that I'm referencing, the respondents believe that company culture should support mental health, and that number has increased significantly. And then when you dig even deeper, it's across the board from the front desk to the person that greets you when you walk in the door, all the way to the very top, top management. So what does that leave us with? Everybody is struggling. And in an environment where everyone is struggling, who helps who? I know that there's a way forward. And talking about it is one of those ways And the more we talk about it and the more that we come together collectively, we can find ways to continue to build a better society, a better workplace, and a better world for all of us. It's the coming together part that continues to give me pause. And today that's what I want to talk about. How do we come together to make the world a place where... When we talk about it, we can collectively create structures, processes, and supports to shift the culture so that we can implement practices that really, truly help all of us so that everyone benefits. And that's what I've been thinking. Peace out. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED-style talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.